Hello, Internet! Welcome to episode 106 of Frameskip, a video game podcast where best friends sit down, talk about what they're playing, and talk about the biggest things happening in the games industry that week. Before we even jump into who is on the show today, you found this podcast. That is insanely cool. There's a great big internet out there, and you found our beautiful little corner of it. If you could share this podcast with video game fans in your life, that would be awesome. If you could go onto your podcast service, give us a rating. Maybe even give us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. That would be even freaking cooler. And we would really appreciate that. We would love to grow the podcast, get it in front of more ears, and anything you do to spread the word helps us tremendously. So without further ado, I'm George. I'm your host this evening. Hi, hello, nice to meet you. Joining me tonight, my co-host, we got Austin Eller. Austin, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, George. It's a it's a wonderful Wednesday evening in the state of Georgia, which is not where you are, but that's where I am. So I'm in the state of George. So yeah, (laughs) it's like we're in the same place. That's great. You're inside of me. That's true. It's like the the multiverse where Georgia is named George. That's that's where I'm at. Cool. Wow. Really glad we crossed (laughs) that bridge. Um, Listen to more of the podcast before you give us a rating, please. Yes, please. Please. Austin. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yes. I have not played a lot of games this week, but I've done a lot of cool stuff this week. And when I say I haven't played a lot of cool games, I haven't played anything. But I've read about 80 issues of Action Comics, Superman, and The Flash, all things told. I've also read a bunch of books. I also host a comic book podcast, as you know, called Shortbox Summary. And I've done a lot of reading and a lot of script writing for that. And it has been an absolute blast getting caught up on that. And even more importantly to me, I've watched a lot of movies. Can I list off some movies I've watched since yes, we last please, spoke? Please. All right. Uh, in the past week, <clears throat> I have watched Hustle again. Good God, I love that movie. That is the Adam Sandler basketball movie on, on Netflix. I've never seen that movie. It's, never seen it, that just, movie. it just Perfect came out a couple, couple months ago. I think it came out in June. Uh, cannot recommend that movie enough. It's great. I watched He's All That, the, uh, the modern remake of She's All That. Except they 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 flip the roles, so it's like the the girl is trying to seduce the the nerdy guy. Actually, a lot that? of actually a lot of fun. I actually <laughs> actually really enjoyed that. Everything, everywhere, all at once, dude. What did you think? I've been dying to see this movie. I have not I, seen it yet. I really really liked it. It is weird as hell, and it is so fast. And can you think of a movie where you walked out of it and you're like, I think I understood. I probably didn't understand, but I think I did. I think that movie was really good. Like it was like Inception or Tenet where you're like, I think I get it. It was like that. I think that movie needs like at least six more rewatches before I feel confident. I was dying to see that in the theater and I just never made it out before it left. And so at some point I need to pick up the 4K Blu-ray. I think it's still a pretty good at home movie like Maverick. Hey, we keep we kept the streak alive. We're talking about Top Gun Maverick again. I'm go. really glad I saw there that in go. theaters first, so I can like Eight remember. Weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so I can remember what it was like seeing that in theaters. But uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, I think was pretty good at home. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, please tell me how you you better you better have some great thoughts on this movie, George. I liked it. It was a really well made action movie. <laughs> I think it actually puts a lot of the uh, MCU movies to shame to be completely honest 
just in terms of direction. Yeah. No, if that makes sense. No, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I know it's got its problems, but we saw this movie, I think it was the weekend it came out and that was easily one of my favorite movies of last year. I loved it. And I know it's partially just the nostalgia behind it, but I, I really love that movie a lot. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I also watched the original Superman movie because I was reading so much action comics. I just had nice. to see what our boy nice. Clark Great. Kent was up to. Great movie. I watched Superman Returns because I hadn't seen that since shortly before the Blu-ray period entered our, our lives. Yes. How was that? Problematic because of the director and the Lex Luthor of it all. Uh, they're they're uh, sex pests. They're little, little dirtbag people. Yes. But yes. Brandon Routh as Superman. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. He killed it. And finally, I, say, like, I don't I remember somewhat enjoying that movie still. Yeah, it's just weird because like he doesn't do anything. Spoilers, the third act is him not fighting anything. It's him like pushing a rock into space, which like right. isn't the most uh, exciting third act like climax, but uh, incredibly moving. That movie is like really Christian. I I'm realizing now just like all the stuff it's really Christian and really mythic. Like it felt like the 12 labors of Hercules just sort of like condensed down, but like with so much like Judeo Christian imagery and like so many lines too, where it's like Jor-El saying like the son becomes the father, the father, the son. It's like, okay, like I, I think I know what that means, but like I don't have a Bible on hand, so I can't double check. Uh, finally, last night I watched licorice pizza. Oh, I know you've been wanting to see that. Movie was you mentioned it months ago. Movie was incredible. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so weird. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I have not. And I haven't seen Licorice Pizza either. I think those two movies would make like a perfect double feature. I'll have to check them both out. You're gonna have to set aside like six hours one day to do both, but um, (laughs) mostly for Once Upon a Time. This uh, Licorice Pizza is only two hours, but I think okay. I, I I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's like two fifty or two forty five or something. Dude, certain certain movies can get away with that, but I I don't know. Just bring back like that hour and a half, like hour and forty five minute movie. That's what I'm all about. Hey, I hear you. <laughs> I I love a, a tight ninety, but um, yep. I'm gonna make an exception for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Would you make that exception for the Batman? Which is I like really like the Batman. I, I think. I think there's a difference because like I think it's like a problem with pacing in other movies where it's just like, why is this still going on? The Batman was 250, but like that movie felt breezy. You know, like when you drive somewhere and then you drive back and it feels so much shorter the second time. Right. I saw that movie in theaters. I took my girlfriend the first time and then I took my dad the second time. So like I saw a movie like back to back weeks and the nice. second time it felt even faster and even breezier. But like, you know, nice. same same movie. Um, so, yeah, th- there's. It's always a problem with pacing and like Avengers Infinity right. War, right? Like that movie's three hours long, but that movie's all gas. Like you don't yes. really have time to, right. to process anything. So you're just going with it. Yeah. And, you know, I think you're right. I think the pacing is is uh, important for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other long movies. I know No Way Home was really long. That one to me felt pretty, pretty well paced as well. I, I didn't really have any issues with the length. For me, it's more so like the okay, I'm about to sit in the movie theater for three hours and I can't drink anything before because I know I'm going to have to get up and use the restroom if I do. <laughs> Maverick, Maverick, only a buck 20, only a, a tight two hours. Yeah, yeah. 
So, my cool. my local theater has an intermission that always plays halfway through the movie. Dude, I like, wish they could be in the middle of like the most important conversation. Like if Luke, I am your father, was at the halfway point of Empire Strikes Back, they would stop it at Luke, and then they would like make it come back at I am your father. <laughs> like that, that's <laughs> that's how like hard they are about enforcing like exactly fifty wow. percent. Um, but it's great. I get to go pee and smoke a cigarette in the parking lot. It's exactly what I want. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but that's that's what I've been up to the past seven calendar days. What what about you? Yeah, honestly, I I haven't been playing a whole lot either. I've played a little bit more of Bayonetta. I'm about a third of the way through, so I'm slowly making my way closer to the end of that game, and still just loving loving my time with it. Um, so just so fluid, and and you know, earlier I was playing with my uh, Xbox like stereo headphones on. I kind of forgot how good the the um score is in that in that game it's really well done really really epic kind of sounding and uh which you can kind of always expect with platinum but still enjoying that and then i did want to touch on game wise uh stray which we've gotten pretty far in i want to say we're maybe an hour from the end but it is continuing to kind of pull at both andy and i it's it's so well done so well crafted looks fantastic on my LGC one, the 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 HDR is incredible. Mm-hmm. The colors in that game are outstanding, outstanding for a game that's you know made by a small team. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very impressive. So continuing to just love 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 that game. Um, and then lastly, just you know, because you talked about movies, I just want to say we've been watching Stranger Things because Andy never really watched much of it. I watched the first two seasons, but we just rewatched the whole first season. We started season two last night and man that show is so good so good. i great. can't wait to get to season three and four because i haven't seen those you but, uh, loving ghostbusters afterlife makes perfect sense very yes. very similar vibes yes yes absolutely so yeah that's really, really all i've been up to i really like ghostbusters afterlife i just i wonder how much is missing from the ghostbusters formula out of new york that's true you know what i mean like i just that's i true. missed I miss there being like a crazy fun zany adventure in New York and like making that city like fun and exciting in a way that yeah. like I just feel like most times you're in New York recently. It's just like super serious. It's like Jason Bourne right. type stuff. Right. I just want to have fun. That's a good point. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Maybe they'll bring that back with the uh, the sequel that they're making. I know it's supposed to come out within the next couple of years, I think. Mm hmm. Oh, God, I hope so. They, yeah, they they tease it. Also, that brings up one thing there. <laughs> Post credit scenes need to die. Like the, like those things need to go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, you know, and it depends on what they are. But like now, especially when it comes to like the Marvel stuff, I'll be honest, the post credits, I, I just haven't really cared about it, it really. To me, it hasn't been worth really sticking around for. <laughs> well, so it's the like Marvel the, stuff is yeah. in particular. But yeah, you look at, at Ghostbusters. And just, yeah, that was kind of, just put that in a movie. Just don't, like. <laughs> I agree. I agree a thousand percent. It's just that, like. That whole scene at the end of Afterlife was good. Just should have been before the credits. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You really should have. <laughs> it's like, the, the Marvel thing is frustrating because, like, it went from, whoa, what the hell does that mean? You know, where you're just, like, you're in your head, you're, like, doing, like, the arithmetic of, like, the implications of of what, like. I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, you know, just like what? Like that was like actual mind blowing stuff back in 08. And now it's like, 
Harry Styles shows up and you're like, what the hell does that mean? You know, like they're just like, they're so up their own butt when it comes to like the impact of the scene that like it kind of loses all meaning. Right. Or, or you can have the wonderful, which I guess this is better than nothing, but the, the wonderful um, Spider-Man No Way Home post-credit scene, which was just a trailer for Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they then posted online like 12 hours after the movie released. Honestly, that would be better, right? Like if they did just That's have true. like the next big thing trailer at the end. Yeah. And like that was where they premiered it. I think I'd almost be like more into that just because I've been feeling yeah. a little, a little underwhelmed lately. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <sighs> all right. Well, if that's all we've been up to, I think we can start jumping into our main topics. I'm ready. All right. Nintendo is closing the eShop for 3DS and for Wii U. So we decided to make a list of some of our favorite games for those systems. Talk about our memories with those systems. And then uh, talk about which games you should get. Because I think by the time this episode releases, that gives people like one more week, basically, right? To... It's a little while. Um, so I've actually got some some details here. Oh, so please. here are yeah. kind of the specifics. So I'm, the more actual... of a, I'm more of a wing it host, so I apologize. Yes. No, it's fine. I prepared for this one because um, the 3DS is very special to me and I had to had to give it a proper send off. Um, so the Wii U and 3DS eShops, they will essentially close for good on March 27th of next year. Um, and when I say close for good, essentially at that point, you can no longer purchase anything. And that includes demos and game content, free to play games. So, you know, even if there's free stuff that you want on 3DS or Wii U, you need to make sure you have it added to your library before March 27th of next year. Mm-hmm. The more pertinent thing right now is as of august 29th that's the big date we're looking for up close that's the time after that point you can no longer add eShop cards to the systems so they already removed the functionality for credit card debit card uh usage for funds as of may or june i think of this year but as of August 29th, again, at that point, you can no longer even use like the prepaid eShop cards to add funds to the um, 3DS or Wii U eShops. There is kind of a trick with this, though, and I'm not seeing this too many places. So just kind of kind of take note of this. If your Switch account, which this is very confusing, you'll have to kind of figure this out on your own. If your modern Switch account, which is known as a Nintendo account, if it's linked with your Nintendo Network ID, which was your 3DS and Wii U account, for some reason, Nintendo Network ID, Nintendo account, those are two different things. You could merge them when the Switch came out. If those accounts are merged and you have that merged account on your 3DS or Wii U, you can still use a credit card on your Switch and add funds to your Switch that can be used on your 3DS and Wii U until March 27th. So it's very confusing. The gist it's of not, it is... It's not though, confusing. It's stupid is what it, it is. is. Like it, It's such a stupid workaround to a problem that frankly right. shouldn't exist. Right. There shouldn't be two different accounts in the first place. But uh, the, the long story short, the TLDR is if you plan on just using um, Nintendo eShop cards, you can add them up to August 29th. So if you, let's just say you buy $500 worth 
you can add them, but you can still spend that $500 until March 27th. So you've got a little bit of time, thankfully. Gotcha. Um, and software updates will still be available, by the way. That, that's not going away, even with the eShops closing. Oh, thank, thank goodness. You can still um, re-download games as well. <laughs> so these like digital eShop cards I can buy on Amazon. Those are the ones yes. I can use to... Yes. Okay, so it's yeah. the same thing as PlayStation right now. Like, right. right. Every paycheck, I always take like 60 bucks and buy mm-hmm. like a... Or 50 bucks, I guess, and buy like a PlayStation network right like the prepaid yeah yeah and then i i chalk it into my ps3 and i'm like what game are we getting this week to cross it off the list (laughs) nice very exciting that i now get to do that with uh with with 3ds and and wii u i i can't (laughs) wait it's gonna be great excellent all right which one would you like to start with i almost want to start with the wii u because i think the wii u means less to both of us yeah, we should save the best for last, which is not the Wii U, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's jump into it. Uh, would you like to tell the story of you getting a Wii U first, or would you like me to go first? I can go. Um, okay. I uh, I got mine. My parents actually gave me one for Christmas, uh, the year it came out. They actually got one for both me and my sister, and which, in hindsight, was probably a mistake, frankly. But um, we both got one each and uh so that was shoot i don't even remember the year they came out i want to say that was maybe 2012 2013 and somewhere around there um but yeah i got one for christmas uh if i'm recalling correctly i got new super mario brothers u um sonic racing all-stars transformed and maybe scribble knots i think which very underrated underrated game, by the way. I love that game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, just, I really had a blast with it, you know, in those in those first couple of years. Uh, things did kind of slowly kind of fade away. But I actually think the Wii U is is pretty underrated as, as a system because of its its library. It has a fantastic library. That said, ninety five percent of that library is on the Switch now. So <laughs> yeah, sure is. <laughs> um, you know, I I uh, I was. Certainly, I I think I love the Wii U a little more than than most people did, but I uh, overall I thought it was a a, a pretty decent system. I, I wouldn't say it's one of the best Nintendo systems, or, or certainly one of the good ones even. But I thought the library on that system was really well done, and and there are still some games, you know, on it that uh, that haven't been ported to the Switch, like Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, you know, so there there are still some reasons to to own a Wii U for sure. Wind Waker, uh, baby, that's all that matters. Yep, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, you got a you got a few out there, but um, it was great, uh, great great system. I've actually still got mine hooked up because Andy was just playing Zelda on it, Ocarina of Time, or um, Wind Waker and, and Twilight Princess a couple months ago. But uh, just a just a good system, good system. So, what did you? What were your kind of your experiences with it, George? I bought my Wii U July 18th, 2013. I just turned 23. I was working a very inconsistent schedule as a production assistant in Los Angeles, and I had a day off. And on that day off, uh, I went to a bar to watch a baseball game. And uh, they had a great deal on beers, so I enjoyed them. And then on the way home, 
I checked my phone as I was like walking, just being bored. And I saw on IGN on their app that uh, Earthbound had just released on the eShop. And I was like, whoa, no way. That's awesome. And I, like I said, I'd had a couple of uh, beverages and there's a GameStop on the way home. So I went in and I bought a, a Wii U strictly because Earthbound had just came out on it. And I got the bundle that came with New Super Mario Brothers U. And that was pretty much the only other game I wanted. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is a great bundle. Uh, so I bought it just to play Earthbound and New Super Mario Brothers. I never beat New Super Mario Brothers, and I never beat Earthbound because I ended up going to a concert later that night. And uh, I don't think I've played Earthbound since. So I bought it for the worst <laughs> possible reasons. I bought it when money was like pretty tight, man. It was pretty, pretty lean times in my life, but uh, I somehow made it work. And then I didn't really touch my Wii U that much after that because I was still like, I, I think, I think PlayStation 4 would come out by then. Yeah, I think was PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 was fall of 2013, right? It was fall of 2013. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was around the same time, though, is, is what you're okay. telling me. Yes, so, yeah. it was like the, sorry, the PlayStation 4 hadn't come out yet. So I think what I was trying to do, you're right, it came out in November. I bought this five months before. I think what I was trying to do was beat all the PlayStation 3 games I wanted to beat before the PlayStation 4 came out. And I think that very quickly became my goal. So I, I kind of lost it. And then I moved in with um, with my girlfriend at the time. And uh, that was when the Wii U became like super popular in that house because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or I guess Mario Kart 8 back then, Mario that's Kart just 8. what it was called. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Super Smash Brothers would eventually come out by like 2014, yeah. I think, 2015. And so, like, yeah. that just sort of like took over. And so, like, whenever there were people over, that was all we were doing was watching music videos, not on our Wii U because it didn't, didn't work that well. Was there even a YouTube app? I think there was. I there might have been. I can't remember. I think there was. Yeah. Jeez. I remember plugging it in <laughs> to like my nightstand, basically, like in my bedroom, thinking like, oh, I don't need a TV. I'll just play things on the gamepad. Oh, and my God. I did God. that for like a week. And then, <laughs> boy, did I just never do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Novel idea for sure. And they certainly evolved it with the switch and made it something actually like functional. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the idea of like the having the little screen and having to be near the system wasn't too great when you could only be 10 to 15 feet from the system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was great because I was, like I said, very, very poor back then. And uh, my apartments were not very big, so like it was convenient. Like I lived in a lot of studios back then. So like, oh, I could actually like go on the, the balcony and enjoy like a you know, a cocktail and still be playing my, my Wii U and not miss anything. But again, that novelty wore off kind of kind of quickly. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was the last game you played on your Wii U? The last like new game, not you revisiting something, but what was the last oh. new game you played on your Wii U? Oh, God, that's a fantastic question. I'm trying to think of like the last big first party game that released. Um. Oh, shoot. You know what? It might have been Star Fox Zero, which was a bad last game to play. That's, that sucks. <laughs> that is one that I really hope doesn't come to Switch, to be honest with you. Um... <laughs> they could fix it. 
um, I'm sh- shoot. I'm trying to think what came out in that that last like couple years, and I can't really recall, frankly. Like those last years, I was just kind of over it. The last game I played, the last new game, was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, you played the Wii U version because I did not have a Switch at the time, and a friend wow. actually got me a copy of it as like a gift because I had like just graduated from like a my advertising program and so she got it for me as a gift thank you very much you know who you are um and so i played that i actually really like that game on wii u like there's like the main difference is like the draw distance is a little worse and like the colors aren't as vibrant i guess like the entire game just kind of looks a bit more like watercolory and like a bit more like fantasy i guess like it feels more like a fairy tale which i actually i think it's a good look yeah, that's one, you know, I, I've tried to kind of as much as possible own every Zelda game, even if it's on multiple systems. And that's a copy that I still need to get is the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. I'm kind of looking through my my um, games that I have by uh, by release date. And yeah, Star Fox Zero and Guard are the most recent physical Wii U game I own. So that that must be the last one I played. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I I don't really know many people that have played the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. It it always looked kind of interesting. Um, I know there's not like a whole lot different about it, but I uh, it's one I need to get at some point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, if nothing else, just get it for the collection. You know, get it, get it for the library. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Austin, you prepared a list. Why don't you tell us what the list is and walk us through it? Okay. So I've got lists for for both. Um, both systems, both the Wii U and the 3DS. Obviously, we're sticking with Wii U for right now. But essentially, I've gone through and, and kind of found some games that I think you should get um, before the eShop on these systems shut down. And primarily, the way I classified this was, one, either it's a digital exclusive game on either of these systems, or two, um, it is a... Uh, there's also a physical copy of the game, but it's really expensive. And you can get it drastically cheaper digitally. And so I've got a few here on Wii U. And, and one is kind of a broad category. So I'll kind of start with that. And that is the GBA slash DS virtual console titles that are on Wii U. Um, because this was really the last way for you. And, and I would almost just say virtual console in general as a, as, a, as a topic. These are the last ways you can buy some of these games legally. Um, legally is the key word and and play them on a nintendo system and so you know the the gba one was interesting because that's the only time they've ever released aside from on the 3ds ambassador program which was like if you bought your 3ds within the first few months before the price drop this is the only time they've ever released uh, gba or ds games on virtual console and so there's there's quite a few good ones on the wii u that i'd recommend getting uh, Metroid Fusion, Zero Mission, Golden Sun, the Fire Emblem games, all really good. And there's one in particular that I would recommend above any others, which is surprisingly Super Mario Advance for Super Mario Brothers 3. And the reason I say that is because the Wii U ROM of Super Mario Advance 4 has all of the e-reader levels built into the game and playable, oh. which is not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you could only access that by by an e-reader, you know, with the cart on the Game Boy Advance. So it's kind of a different, almost director's cut like style upgrade 
to Super Mario Advance 4. So if you're going to buy any, I'd say that's the big one uh, for sure. So those are good ones. Um, Affordable Space Adventures. Did you ever play this game, George, or do you know what it is? No, um, I made a list of games that I'm thinking about buying before yeah. the the li- before the shop closes, and that is yes. on my list. Yes, it, it is a must buy. It's a fantastic little indie game where you're just kind of going around space, uh, kind of not like a bullet hell, but you're kind of exploring and like you know just your your basic kind of action you know side scrolling space type game, and it's it's fantastic. It's really 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 good. Probably the best indie game on on wii u in in my opinion and it's still exclusive to wii u so there's no other way to play it and digital only um dr luigi is another one that's only only on wii u and only digital that's on my list as well yeah yeah that was a year of the year of luigi game what a what a year what what a turnout (laughs) for that guy (laughs) yeah um well essentially it's just dr mario But, uh, you know, it's my understanding is it's when it comes to Dr. Mario games, this one is pretty much the most modern yet like fully featured Dr. Mario title. We've had a few that have come out after this and they've been hit or miss. Yeah, and they they actually delisted the one that was on uh, like iOS and Android. So this is this is the only I'm not going to say this is the only way to play a Dr. Mario S game. But again, we're going to use that word legal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a few right. times this episode, I think. So yeah, I mean, if you want the most modern, fully featured Doctor Mario style game, I think that's the one to to get. Um, Wii Sports Club. I know we got Switch Sports that just came out recently. Wii Sports Club is a series of remastered versions of the games that were in Wii Sports, and they're not only remastered; they've got some changes. So, like George, do you remember when the Switch first got announced? At E3, they were showing this footage of like the gamepad on the ground, and they had like the picture of the golf ball on the screen on the gamepad, and like you could look down and see the golf ball like when you hit it with the Wii Mode. Do you remember that? Not only do I remember that, like for whatever reason, that yeah. image it's like burned into my brain. Like I don't right, like mine too. Mine it'll too. be like probably one of the last eight things I think about before I actually <laughs> die. Like that, but this finally. <laughs> It finally came to fruition with Wii Sports Club, and that game didn't come out till way late in the Wii U's life cycle. That was probably like 2016. Yeah, that felt more um, like them. Like, oh, fine, we told you we'd do this. We don't want right. to be liars. I guess you're, I, here you go. Shut up. Like, it felt like one of those. Right. So I'd say it's a must buy. Here's the note on that. It is not digital exclusive. There is a physical copy, but it's about 70 bucks. So um, definitely would recommend the, the digital on that and then kind of in that same vein you know another interesting thing with the wii u we talked about earlier the game boy advance ds virtual console stuff another thing it did differently was you could buy certain wii games digitally on the wii u and one of those being metroid prime trilogy and you know there's been some rumors on whether it's coming to switch or not i still think it is at some point but in the meantime you can buy it the wii version for 20 bucks on the wii u eShop and play it with the wiimote nunchuck um but it's it's just the wii version that's it however important note here physical copies a hundred dollars so 20 bucks versus a hundred bucks you know choose your i i think that's like the literally the worst way to play those amazing games like i genuinely hate the wii u or sorry the not the wii u just like the wii motion controls i think like with pikmin 2 i think was like the other one they did like that made like perfect sense 
Yeah, the Pikmin games are good. Yes. But like, dude, Metroid with with the Wii U and or sorry, with the well, I'm losing it today with like the uh, Wiimote. Thank you. And the Joy-Con, not Joy-Con, the Nunchuck. I I am awesome. I'm passing (laughs) you the baton. You're the host now. Dude, Nunchuck is such a horrible name for a controller. Tell tell my story. Uh, That is like the worst way to play that game. If you can like spend the extra money, track it down on GameCube. That's how I recommend playing it. Yeah. Um, But like 20 bucks is pretty unbeatable for those three games right. you get three games and metroid prime 3 is at least designed for those right. controls so like that right. one is probably the best but uh man metroid prime 1 is rough with that yeah. with that setup and actually that's all i've got so i i don't have anything else for wii u you know there are certainly still games out there you know earlier i shouted out xenoblade chronicles x that's another good one uh, mm-hmm. the price for that is not really much higher than msrp so you know, uh, for that, if you're a collector, I'd certainly recommend the, the physical copy. But that's really the only other big one that I'd say is is kind of a glaring omission. Cool. So what w- what was your list like, George? So and these are listed again. Yours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. These are the games I'm thinking about grabbing before the shop closes, and so these are the ones I'm like most tempted to grab. So for me, uh, Year Walk is first up, and that is like a indie game that is kind of like a a weird sort of conversation simulator i guess but it's like all based on swedish folklore it just looks weird as hell and like the uh not even the graphics but like the art design itself looks very interesting and as far as i know um it really takes advantage of the the gamepad so like it seems like this is actually the best place to play the game so that's why that's interesting i've never even heard of that game i will send you uh send you a review that caught my eye NES Remix and NES Remix 2. Yes. These are micro games, sort of like in the vein, like this almost feels like a Wario game where they just like take a single concept and make mini games around the concept where it is just like, I can't even think of any, like like a little Mario level, but it's only like one yeah. screen and you have to do something ridiculous. Yeah. It's re- They're really good. They're really good. Yeah, and I, I have NES Remix 2 on 3DS. I just, my hand cramps when I play it, so uh, I'm I'm thinking about uh, pulling the trigger on those for the the bigger. I still really like the Wii U Pro controller a lot. Yeah, same. Very comfortable. Star Fox Guard. Yeah, which Guard is, is better than Zero. That's what I hear. And there we are. Kind of a tower defense type game. It was really really fun. I I enjoyed it. Mario vs Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. Yep. Another Which good I'm, one. Yeah. Never really played a lot of the Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Like, I played, like, the Game Boy Advance yeah. one. Yeah. It's, like, kind of Lemming style, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. You're basically, like, setting up, like, a your own, like, Rube Goldberg machine that, yeah. like, ensures your, your characters get from point A to point B safely. Quick note on that, by the way. I don't know if they're still doing this. I don't know why they wouldn't be. But that game had cross-buy. So you could buy it, and it would come with the 3DS code for the game. Yeah. That was mentioned. I was I browsed like five or six different like get these games before they leave the eShop forever. And uh, that was mentioned in in all of them. So I believe that's still active. Nice. Um, Mini Mario and Friends, which looked like just a weird game. Like I'm it's honestly just because it's a first party game. And I'm like, oh, there's no other way to play this. Then like, I guess I I need to get it. And Pushmo World for the same. Yes. Very good. Very good game. And those games will come up again shortly. But yes, they're uh, they're um, 
Very good. And yeah, that's one that that probably should have been on my list too. It's it's a digital exclusive as well, if I'm recalling correctly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Austin mentioned it, but like the the Wii U virtual console is incredible. It, it was it was the best of any virtual console that Nintendo ever did. And I wonder honestly if they're going to sort of change things going forward. Like they seem like with Nintendo Online, they seem completely disinterested in doing any kind of virtual console. I get that. I think the problem is inflation and they can't just like raise the prices on these titles the way they probably want to. Because as it stands right now, most uh, Game Boy Advance games are $7.99. Looks like most Super Nintendo games are also $7.99. And uh, let's see, NES games, I think, are $5.99. DS games are $9.99. And so everything's like 10 bucks or less, right? I think they want to charge more. So I wouldn't be surprised if the eShop closed and then these games become available because it just doesn't make sense, right? Like there, there's too many great games. And so I'm looking at these. I'm like, oh, Ogre Battle 64, probably got to grab that one. I don't think that's coming to 3DS on or not 3DS. I don't think that's coming to Nintendo online anytime soon. And there's so many DS games that I want to get just like because of what you said, just because they are so expensive physically. And so I'm not going to list all the ones yeah. I've got, but like I did a list and like all the Game Boy Advance games totals out to $257. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying $250 worth of Game Boy Advance right. games. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's sad to see it kind of go away, the, the virtual console. But like you said, I, I would hope that maybe, maybe they'll do something at some point with it on Switch. I, I have a feeling it's going to be folded into Switch Online, but. I don't know. We'll I see. mean, to PlayStation's credit, like you can flat out buy like Siphon Filter, right? Like yeah. it, it comes yeah, a lot of like, stuff. yeah, with various tiers, but yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, any closing thoughts on the Wii U? Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I think it's a good system overall. Um, frankly, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think people are going to be missing too much if they don't pick up some of the stuff uh, prior. They're really, thankfully, for the most part, there's not a whole lot of games that, um, have not been moved from the Wii U elsewhere at this point, which is for better or or worse in the Wii U's case. But um, you know, some certainly some games to check out there. Cool, uh, awesome. I'm holding a, a baseball bat to your head, and you need okay. to answer this question as quickly as possible. Otherwise, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bop you right on your okay, nose. And okay, Negan, let's go. Might even break <laughs> your glasses. Uh, I was thinking like the like the bottom of the bat. Like it's just gonna like oh boop. okay, it's just gonna pop you. Which game system had a better library, the Wii U or the Nintendo 64? 64. 64. Which, which game system had a better library, the Wii U or the GameCube? GameCube. Which game system had a better library, the GameCube or the Game Boy Advance? Uh, game Boy Advance. Okay. All right. That's it. You pass, you pass the test. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers. I was just curious. And I want to see how quickly you could do that. Are you ready to move on to 3DS? I have no clue. Oh, I am so ready. I'm so ready. Much more ready than I was with the Wii U. <laughs> I got nothing to say. Like, if I had known, if you had known that, like, the best games of the Wii U, it's a little different because you got it yours as a gift. You were a little bit younger right. when it came out. Right. But let's, like, pretend you bought it. Mm-hmm. Would you have even bothered buying a Wii U if you knew that most of the games were going to come to Nintendo's next system in a slightly improved fashion? No. 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 <laughs> 
Me neither, but that's also like, would you buy DVDs knowing that Blu-rays were going to come out someday? <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, but I, I wouldn't have either. All right, let's move on to 3DS. We're, we practiced, we, wow, we made a list of our top five games. Yes. In addition to the games we think you should grab before. The we did. Because unlike started. the Wii U, there are five games that we love on the 3DS. So. I, yeah, I've got five and then I've got two um, honorable okay. mentions. You want to go first? Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions, Metroid Samus Returns. Mm. And That's one that I need to play more of. Didn't play a whole lot of it. Yeah, I think I got like halfway through it. I realized I just don't actually like 2D Metroid games that much. And like I've tried with uh, Understandable. Super Metroid. I've tried with like Fusion. I think I played a lot of as a kid, but that was mostly like, oh, this is the only game yeah. I'm getting for the next six months. So I better better enjoy it. And that game was really pretty. I still can't believe they released that game on 3DS as opposed to Switch. That game would have been that game would have been like the most beloved game on Switch for like at least a calendar year. Would have gotten rave reviews. And uh, other honorable mention, Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King. That's my first Dragon Quest game. Yeah. That's one that I want to get. Which we'll talk how, about shortly. How expensive is that game physically? Uh, I wrote it down. Let's see. Um, Dragon Quest VIII, $101 complete in box on average. Cool. I got it for $22 at Best Buy. Thank you, GCU. You. Rest in peace. You were the best oh, of us. Oh, GCU. You are missed. <laughs> Those are good picks for honorable mentions, though. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's do year five, then my five, then year four, then my four. Okay. We're going we're gonna, to just round robin rapid fire this. Okay. So I, I do have one honorable mention as well. So oh, I'm going to throw please. that in there. Super yeah. Mario 3D Land is fantastic. That wasn't in your top five? Oh, spicy. No. No. All right. Okay, so my number five, let's see. I'm just going to, I'm going to lower it a little bit. Uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is still probably overall, I think, you know, it's hard to go back to now, but I think it's the best Monster Hunter game in a way. Um, it's actually got some phenomenal story beats to it that really the story or the series has never tried to do prior and, and has really never hit after. Where, um, you know, for those that have played Monster Hunter games, you kind of know it's it's just a, hey, you know, go fight monsters. But this game actually had a really, really compelling story and uh, really well written. And so for that reason, I, I still adore that game. I don't know that I'll ever go back to it just because it's hard to go back to that style Monster Hunter after playing Rise and World. But um, it's 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 a phenomenal, phenomenal game. So that's and my number five. Did that one talk to the Wii U version at all? No, that was three ultimate. So three ultimate released on 3ds and Wii U, but this one four ultimate was only on 3ds. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. My five Kirby Planet Robobobot. Ooh, nice. I, I just love like I love that's traditional, what I've got to buy still. I love traditional Kirby games. I don't think a lot of them are particularly good. Like Kirby yeah. Star Allies is like a perfectly fine game. I don't think it's like I, any dude anything great you know it's like wow what a what a functioning game you made <laughs> yes kirby planet robobobot uh plays like a traditional kirby game but i think is just like weird enough to to yeah make itself special so i'm a big fan of that one i hear nothing but good about that game and it's one that i need to get need to get i have the other one on 3ds i forget what it was called but it was very forgettable yeah um, that's the problem like kirby games i think i don't think there's like necessarily a bad kirby game unless it's like super 
yeah. like mechanically gimmicky. Right. Like the canvas curse or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, the one where you have to like, draw the curse. paths. Um, yeah. Like those ones, I'm like, uh, whatever. But like, I think they're either perfect C's, C pluses or like A pluses. Yeah. Like not, not a lot of bad platformer Kirby games. Right. Right. Okay. My number four. I'm going to lower it a little bit too, because I think it's kind of a cop out, but Ocarina of Time 3D. It's again, it's a port, but that game is so well done on 3DS and was the first game I played on 3DS. Um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal upgrade. And I, and I wish they would bring that version to Switch because it one, it goes from 20 frames, which was the original N64 uh, game. It only ran at 20 frames to 30 which is just Mm -hmm. a big upgrade when you're dealing with those lower frame rates and then secondly they you know kind of remastered a lot of the models and stuff and it's really well done really really well done port and certainly the best way to play that game it would be weird if they left the best way to play one of their most beloved games of all time stranded yes that would be weird right (laughs) yes All right, my number four, Pokemon XY. Nice, another good. Pick. I, yeah, I, I really, really liked. I think I had, I think I had X. Actually, which is the one that had the deer on it, the antlers one? That was Y. Okay, I had Y, and I or loved no, it. No, sorry, I'm wrong. It, it is X. X. Y okay. is the one with the bird. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, because it looks like a Y. That makes sense. Right, yeah. right. I I love those games. I think. Um, I think it it sort of recaptured, I don't want to say lightning in a bottle, but like it made me excited about Pokemon in a way that I hadn't been for a long time. Because like the last game I really enjoyed before that was Soul Silver and Heart Gold, and it's just like, oh, cool! Like this is how I want to remember this game that I played when I was ten years old, playing it as a twenty year old, you know. But like this came out, and I think I was like right. twenty five, twenty six, and I was just like, blew off my friends for the weekend. I'm like, guys, I can't. I'm busy. I gotta, I gotta yep. see this thing through. No, I had Y, and I love that game. Um, love that game. Looking back on it, like I'll just never forget that kind of time frame when everybody was so excited about Pokemon moving to the 3D space, and mm-hmm. um, there was so much energy around that that franchise. I wish it would come back in a way. You know, I I think it is a little bit with the new ones, but um, yeah, I I really enjoyed Y. Yeah. So, um, my number three. Kid Icarus Uprising. I adored that game. It gives you a cramp anytime you play it because the way the (laughs) control scheme is set up, it's ridiculous. But it uh, it feels like a triple A, like modern console game that they just put on the 3DS. The graphics in that game for for what the 3DS was using were fantastic. The story was really good. I I love the way that the kind of like Pit, Palutena, Medusa, characters like all played out um the writing was really really well done so i i played so much of this game sadly though i don't have a physical copy of it anymore so it's one that i need to i need to pick up uh can you, I do you have, have price for a physical copy i don't but i can look it up quickly i know it's more expensive than some of the other ones um Especially, like, I assume, like, with the stand, it's even more expensive. Yeah, I I would bet with the stand, it's pretty pricey. Let's see. Okay, so Kid Icarus Uprising um, with the stand is $165. Get out of here. Complete in box. Complete in box. 
without the stand, it's $86 complete in box. So I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet on that at some point because I, I need to make sure that's in my collection. My deal is I'm, I'm willing to have the conversation about buying something as long as it's not more than twice MSRP. You know, like I bought, I like I buy yeah. a lot of comic books, and so like I'm just yeah. used. I'm like comic books, but this was two ninety nine right. back in the day. It's like yeah, but that was right. fifteen years ago. Like what do you want? So that's that's usually like my rule. And then like after that, I'm like, okay, is this? I, then I like honestly, I get like stat nerd about. It. I'm like, okay, how much has it gone up in the past six months? Like, do, do I have reason to believe the crap the price is going to crash in the next six months? Like, and then I pull the trigger just because like everything is just getting more expensive always all the time. So it's never going to be cheaper than it is right now. Right. I think, frankly, if you want some of that stuff and you know that it's more expensive, I think the proper idea is to just buy it. I mean, you're always going to run that risk of like, maybe it'll drop, but frankly, it's probably going to keep getting more expensive. Yeah, but it's most <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely not going to drop. That just doesn't right. happen anymore. Right. My number three, Fire Emblem Awakening. Nice. That's nice. my favorite Fire Emblem game. And I know like the feet aren't there or whatever <laughs> people decided to complain about with that game yeah i don't care that game is fantastic okay on that note my number two fire emblem awakening just so that we yeah, can kind of yeah. keep this hell rolling. yeah dude it's so good i love that game i love that game and it, i agree with you it's my my favorite fire emblem as well um something about that story man i don't know it's just it's so good the story in that game is really well done really well done and that's why i i love it the Three Houses is the Switch version, right? Yes. I just couldn't get into it, man. I really, really wanted to, but I'm just like, in the back of my head, I'm just like, dude, you got Awakening in the other room. Just just go play that. Yeah. And I, I tried. I, I, I don't, but I, I think about it. You know? I tried with Three Houses. I got maybe 15 hours in, maybe three or four months ago, I started playing it after they announced the Muso mm -hmm. uh, for it. And I liked it, but yeah, it's just... Something about Awakening, you know, the way it starts, it's like it's nonstop right from the very beginning story wise. And I, I, I'm always into really compelling stories when it comes to RPGs and, and Awakening has that. Yeah. And I think it's like it, it's almost like the dominoes just start knocking over right from you when you start playing that game. Right. And I understand that three houses, like it's like watching someone set up the dominoes so that like right. when they start falling right. over, you like it's like, no, yeah. this is way more epic. It's like, yeah, but like, I don't want to sit there for four hours setting up the story. You know, like it, it's just too, too slow for me personally. And like, I wish Seth or Elijah were here because I think they both love that game. Yeah, and they'd be able to defend a little bit more. But this is a 3DS podcast, damn it. Um, that was your two. I want to do my two. Super Mario 3D Land. That's why there I can't you believe that that there was you your. That's why I can't believe that was your like honorable mention. I think that's probably the second or third best 3D Mario game ever made. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that totally. Oh, you do. You do agree. Oh, damn. Yes. <laughs> it was still yes. still number six. Okay, oh, that's why the quality of this is. I mean, I love the 3DS, man. There were so many fantastic games, and like I've even excluded off my list. It should be on my honorable mentions, but like Animal Crossing: New Leaf. I played so much of that game. Um, just fantastic. But yeah, yeah, 3D Land, you know, for me, I would say maybe aside from Galaxy and 3D World, I think it's probably in that top three for me. Gotcha. Does that mean we have the same number one? My number one would be Galaxy. Oh, no. Sorry. I meant for the 3DS. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was looking at my list and doing oh, math. Like, wait, we wait, might. Wait. 
We might. Uh, my number one. I, dude, I hope we have the same number one. My number one, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. That is my number one as well. Thank God. Look at that. Look at that. Dude. That, ga- that game's great. That game is it's, maybe my favorite Zelda game. It has the best story, that's for sure. Yeah. The story in that game is incredible. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's, it's my favorite 2D Zelda. Absolutely. Mm. Um. And I, I love the way that it, it it feels like a successor to A Link to the Past, but also is just something totally different. Yeah. What a, what a special game. And I love, like, uh, who was that weirdo who took over your house? Oh, shoot. Um, there's some traveling, the some traveling name. merchant or whatever who just, yeah. like, comes in, posts up at your house while you're off adventuring. And they had a system where you could, like, rent key items or, like, yeah. outright buy key items. Yep. And the cool thing was if you bought them, you got to keep them if you died, but otherwise they were so much cheaper just to rent. And like just that system alone was incredible. Like it let you like manipulate yeah. the game in in such an interesting way. God, what a smartly designed little little package yes. they made there. I wish they would port it to to Switch. I would I would play that game again in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, too. Just a masterclass of a of a Zelda game for sure. Uh, I think it's one of the best. I wholeheartedly agree. It's like that or like Wind Waker for me between the yep. two. Um, yep. There's just something really special about the 3DS. I, I was a member of the Ambassador program. I bought it like the week before that stuff ended. So I actually got it at the discounted rate, but with the Ambassador program. Because Target just dropped prices on it. And so I got all the GBA games. It was great. I had just like the launch 3DS, the Aqua Marine one, Aqua Green, whatever they called it. Like the the tealish one. I had that until probably 2018, and then I bought a new 3DS XL. Or not even... No, I just bought a 3DS XL, not the new one. Uh, for like 100 bucks used. And I was just like, okay, this is just this is just my 3DS now. I love the 3DS XL. I think it's an incredible device. And there's something special about buying a 3DS game because it feels like it's strictly made for entertainment in a way that like a lot of console games are made a bit more serious. You know, like... Am I entertained by The Last of Us Part Two? I guess, like you know, like it's like, oh, here's like a very experiential thing. It's like we're trying to tell like a really moving story. Whereas, like, there's just something so toy like and in game feeling about like cracking open a 3DS case and pulling out an SD card and just like the snap that they made as you put it into the console. Right. Really, really special. Yeah, I agree with that. Mine, I I got after they made the price drop, and I got the red one, which they that was like the first system Sick. they released, like maybe a month after the the price drop. And then a couple years later, I got the Animal Crossing 3ds XL when Animal Crossing New Leaf came out, the bundle. And then I got the A Link Between Worlds 3ds XL, which was gold and had the gold and black, and it had the Triforce on the the top shell. And then the one that I have now is the Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate new 3DS XL, which is like a shiny silver, like, and it kind of looks like there's fur, like monster fur, like on it. It's, it's a beautiful design. It's like a really well done design. So that's the one that I, I have. But yeah, I, the 3DS is, frankly, probably my favorite Nintendo system. And I'm and I'm not just talking about handhelds. I overall I think it's probably my favorite. Um, I 
I think it's my second favorite. I think GameCube is number one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say also like I was 14 when the game or I was 11 when the GameCube came out. And I was 14 when the game started going on super sale because the Wii was coming out, you know, 15. Like I was just like, oh, I get to play all these games for incredibly cheap. And like that was just like my absorption of of all that stuff. So I think that's probably why. But like as as an adult, I don't think I've enjoyed a console nearly as much as I've enjoyed my 3DS. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. Totally agree with that. So. All right. You, you want to talk about uh, some, some games we should get? Yes. And I'm going to hit these kind of quickly because I've got a lot and I don't want to keep us here forever. Um, these are just, again, kind of keeping with uh, either hyper rare physical, uh, digital exclusive, or maybe some, some extra features digital wise. So um, I've got a few here. And when I say a few, I, I have like 20. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll let you go first. Yeah, you, you, run, you okay. run your mouth off right now. And I, will, uh, I, I okay. will raise my hand so you can see it if I have that on my list too. So Cool. Uh, Rhythm Heaven Megamix. George has raised his hand. Yeah, got that. It one is on digital list. exclusive in North America. There, there were physical copies in Europe. Of course, the 3DS is region locked. So that doesn't really help us out too much. But uh, 30 bucks, I want to say digital and fantastic game. You know, if you've ever played Rhythm Heaven, it's it's kind of more of the same, but it combines the stuff that was in the DS one with what was in the Wii Rhythm Heaven and, and kind of adds in some new mini games as well. So really, really, honestly, the best version of, of Rhythm Heaven. So we got that. The This next bunch, these are really important because some of these are actually on sale like hyper cheap right now. Ace Attorney Dual Destinies which is technically Ace Attorney 5 is that was the first one that actually launched on 3DS. So this is the first like fully 3D Ace Attorney game on sale for five bucks right now. And it's it's digital exclusive. There is no physical copy. Okay, I'm going to buy that as soon as we're done recording. (laughs) Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice, which is Ace Attorney 6, also on sale right now for five bucks. Also digital exclusive. Both really good games. Really good games. Um, in that same vein, Apollo Justice, which is technically Ace Attorney 4, it was on DS, but uh, they ported it to the 3DS, kind of gave it the wider screen support, gave it some new features, also on sale for 5 bucks. Also digital only when it comes to the 3DS <laughs> port. So those kind of take note of, I, I don't know how long that sale is going to last, so if you're at all interested, I'd say go in and get those while you can. Also following in the same vein, I've got two more here. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. That game does have a physical copy, but it's $140 complete in box. $30. I I love having a physical collection. Yeah. Do not spend $140 on on one game. No. Spend the $30 like I'm going to do because I don't have this game. Just don't don't spend $140. (laughs) Again, following that up, I don't know what it is with Ace Attorney and, and Layton. These both are, are, for some reason, very important on, on the 3DS, like, must-buy library. It's, hey, it's, it's Sherlock and Moriarty, baby. It's, it's the big <laughs> Professor two. Professor Layton and the Azrin Legacy. Complete in box, physical, $118. Digital, 40 bucks. So check that one out. A three, uh, three here that are, are digital exclusive that I'd say are worth checking out. And there is a version of this on Switch. So you might have played this version and, and really enjoy it. Go back and play Box Boy, Box Box Boy, and Bye Bye Box Boy. 
all three of those were digital only. All three are five dollars. Those are those are on my list too. The thing I don't understand is like why don't more studios do this? Where it's like, like I understand like you're training to run a marathon, right? Like let's yeah. let's call it like a big big AAA right. game release a marathon. You don't run a marathon every day to prep for a marathon, right? Like right. you run five miles and you see like what's your time right. on five miles? You run right. ten miles. And this was made by like, wasn't this like a Miyamoto joint? I think it was the Kirby team. If the I'm Kirby team, correctly. okay, yeah, just like why don't they just release more, just like small, yeah. quick yeah. games between like these big massive releases, right. just to like bang one out and right. you know then rein it in. Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Speaking of, here's one team that did this: Harmonite, which yeah, is on digital on only. There you go, fifteen bucks. That is a game freak joint and uh it's a rhythm game digital only really well done i i really enjoyed that game definitely worth the purchase um let's see what else we got here you mentioned these earlier george or, or one of these but dragon quest 7 and dragon quest 8 both of those have physical copies both are very expensive so dragon quest 8 about 100 bucks dragon quest 7 about 70 bucks both are 40 dollars digital Another one in that same vein, or unless you've got something, George. No, I was just gonna say that's probably still too expensive for digital. Like I, like I don't yeah, want to like I shortchange artists like and, and what they're doing, but like it's been years, you know. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know too much about this game. I heard good things. Twenty dollars digital. Watch this, George. Three hundred sixty-five dollars complete in box. You only need to save a dollar a day. <laughs> For an entire year. <laughs> I've heard good things. I don't know too much about it, so I, I can't really explain what kind of game it is, but that's one that if you're at all interested in playing this game, pay the 20 bucks digital. Don't pay the mm. 365 bucks. Sure. Um what else do we have? Uh again, just kind of following more with the expensive physical, cheaper digital Yokai Watch 3. $173 complete in box, $40 digital. Do you ever play the Yokei Watch games? I never did. I never did. It was a series I wanted to try out, and I actually never never really jumped into them. I bought the first one, and I played it for probably like two hours. I was like, this is kind of interesting. This really seems like... Yeah. I always thought Pokemon was like baby's first JRPG. Yeah. And this feels like baby's first Pokemon sometimes, right. but then like the it'll like really dial up at other points. I'm like, I can't get a read on you. Like you're you're a little <laughs> too all over the place for me right now. Um Shimagami Tensei for Apocalypse, $65 complete in box physical, $30 digital. So another good one there. And then kind of to move back to some of the the more uh digital exclusive type games. Uh I know Elijah would probably enjoy some of these. So level five, you know, they were they had a lot of really good games on 3DS. Yokai Watch, those were some of them. Level five made those. Well, they were also they were the Professor Layton guys, right? They were, and they also had a series of games, and I forget what they called them, but it was a series of smaller games that were digital exclusive. One of them, Liberation Maiden, it's a really really good like kind of shooter. It's digital only. It was eight bucks, and then the other one was trying to recall the name i didn't write it down but it just came to me i think it's called crimson shroud or something like that there's it's another like eight dollar digital exclusive um level five game really really good games so check those out 
Um, here's some interesting ones for you. Okay. We talked about Virtual Console earlier with the Wii U. The 3DS got 3D classics for certain games. So if you if you've you know, it might not affect you as much if you've got the 2DS, but if you've mm-hmm. got the 3DS, they ported like Kid Icarus, Excite Bike, Kirby's Adventure, Sonic 1 and 2 to 3DS and they added 3D support to them and some new features and so you could you could play through some of these old games with like the 3D layering if you turned on the 3D. It was a really really neat feature. So those are all good ones. Pokemon Gen 1 and Gen 2. And I know you can play those elsewhere, but here's the interesting thing with these. Red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. If you buy them on 3DS, that's the only way you can move Pokemon up from those generations to the modern Pokemon games. Hey, I've done that too. It's actually not as complicated. It's silly, but it's not as complicated as you think. Right. So if you are at all interested in playing those games and moving those Pokemon up to, you know, the new titles, you, you've definitely got to get those. And then my, my, my big one that I, I know everybody's going to have on their list, Fire Emblem Fates Revelations, which was technically the third path, path for Fire Emblem Fates. Um, it's digital only. There is a technically a physical copy that comes with it on it, but it's like extraordinarily expensive. It was part of a collector's edition. So if you want that third path for Fates, you know, Fates, for those that don't know, it kind of worked like Pokemon where it had two different physical copies. They had Conquest and um, Birthright. They were both two different physical copies of the game, two different storylines, but essentially the same game. Revelations was like a third path that was digital only, $20. Here's what I'll tell you, though. You have to have Birthright or Conquest to even be able to buy the game, which is crazy. So it acts as DLC, but you can only buy it if you boot up Conquest or Birthright, go to the menu within those games, and click Purchase Revelations. You can't find it on the store. I don't know why it works that way. That is absurd. Yeah, it is. So... That one is really important, I would say. And by the way, another note with that one, earlier I mentioned the shops are closing, I think I said March 27th. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they're removing Revelations a month early. So it's going away on February 28th. So kind of of watch that one. But yeah, that's that's the big one you got to make sure you get for sure. And that's it. All right. Um, Yeah, (laughs) the uh, the 3DS classics are the ones I'm like most interested in getting just because they were sort of remade for... 3ds yeah. and then uh yeah i gotta go through and make sure the, the game boy games i want uh underrated games super mario land 2 uh six golden coins yes i, I think that's yes. like a great 2d mario game a little frustrating just because the screen is so small so it feels like enemies sort of come out of nowhere yeah. but like that game is beautiful and if you take a look at that game compared to the first super mario land it's like night and day like it's yeah. unbelievable that those are on the same system uh i got some that i'm thinking about Getting, uh, you mentioned Pushmo Crashmo. You did not mention Dylan's Rolling Western. Yes. Dylan's Rolling Western, and there was a sequel as well. There they was, were, yeah. They were both digital only. Yeah, digital, like tower defense games, but they look super cartoonish. Almost looked like Nintendo was trying to make like a new like mascot, but like, you know, digital only kind of hampered it, I think. Honestly, surprised he didn't show up in Super Smash Brothers, even as like a, like a trophy. Yeah, I know. It was kind of shocking. Weird. Uh, Pushmo, Crashmo, Stretchmo. Yep. Yep. 
the the Mo series. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the, the extended the, the MCU, the the, the Mo. <laughs> <laughs> the Mo cartridge universe. <laughs> uh, Ika-chan was one I wanted to grab because it was made by the same developer who did Cave oh, Story. Yeah. And like you're playing as like a little squid who's trying to save friends from a, a terrible nice. ordeal. Uh, Sakura Samurai Art of the Sword is another one I wanted to grab mm-hmm. just because that game, it looks almost like 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 a punch out almost where it's like it's an action game, but it's all about timing. And so it's, I guess, also like Infinity Blade. I don't know if you remember Infinity Blade from like early iPhone yep. days. Yep. Uh, uh, Guruman 3D, A Monstrous Adventure. That's another one I really want to grab just because there's a Guruman game on PSP. That's like an action adventure game that's really charming. You just play as like a girl who's in like a new town and monsters come invade every night. And so I'm like, oh, crap, I actually really like that game. So if I like that one, I'm sure I will at least find something of value in the sequel. Uh, pocket card jockey is one I really want yeah. to grab. I never played that game. I heard it was really good. I mean, I love Solitaire. I spend so much time. Yeah. Like it, it would shock you to learn how much Solitaire I play. <laughs> I'm level seven hundred and thirty-five on my iPhone Solitaire game. Wow! Look at and that. I don't know how many games it takes to to get a level, but I will tell you that I started at level zero, so that should tell you something. Attack of the Friday Monsters, a Tokyo yes. Tale. I don't know much about this game, but I just really like the art direction from what I've seen. Yeah, and it's cheap too. It's like less than 10 bucks. Yeah. And then besides that, there's one game that I don't I don't think it's a good game, but it's an interesting game. And um there was like a whole series of games that were on Game Boy Advance that were like pseudo 3D, like not quite like it was like super mode seven, basically, where they just found a way to like do things that like technically shouldn't have even been possible on the Game Boy Advance. Right. Like they made a whole bunch of like like the driver games. And I think they also did like Tony Hawk and whatnot, some French developer. But they made a game called Ironfall Invasion. I forgot about that game, which is a third person shooter that looks yeah. like Gears of War, basically. And it's on right. Nintendo 3DS. And so that's another one. I played the demo for it. And I remember being a little bit frustrated because the demo wasn't great because, you know, you have like the yeah. one, the one joystick on the left, you know, instead of like the D-pad. And then you had to use like the face buttons basically to aim. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like we're, we're back in the N64 days. I hated it. Or like the PSP days, you know, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is not how I want to play shooters. My, my dudes. Um, but that game looks gorgeous. And so it just as like an artifact from this weird time. I don't want to grab that one. God, I'm about, were... about to spend so much money on the 3DS. I didn't know those Ace Attorney games were on sale. Yeah, there were a couple other shooters that were on 3DS that were like ports from DS games. I know one of them was Dementium. There was like a remaster of that game. It was like a horror game on DS that was 3D. And so there's that. I think that's on the eShop. And then there was another one, and I can't think of the name. It was like set in space, and it was a first-person kind of shooter game on on DS that they then ported moon? to 3DS. Yeah, Moon. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So they, I want to say they also remastered that for 3DS as well on eShop. So yeah, some interesting like shooter type stuff, 3D, 3D space things like that. It's also, it's weird, like how many Call of Duty games were on 
DS and how none of them were on 3DS. Like that was like bizarre, right? Yes. And just for a fun note on that, I this shows my um my fondness of the DS back in the day. I had a PS3 and a DS and I want to say I bought World at War on DS before I bought the PS3. <laughs> that game was like impossible on consoles, so like I think you did a good job grabbing it. It on was DS pretty first. good. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. pretty good on DS. <laughs> I've been I've been watching a streamer recently called The Beast. And okay. he's just like the most soft spoken person I've ever seen. But he has like a I think a semi big following. He's got like 80,000 subscribers on YouTube. And he's doing a challenge right now where he's trying to play and beat every single Nintendo 64 game. And so it started with me just like, oh, man, I miss that game. Extreme G. I wonder if anyone's playing that. And I could just like watch someone play it. It was just like a futuristic like motorcycle racing game. It was awesome. Uh, uses like really, it was like a highly digital soundtrack. Very Y2K, very much my speed. I couldn't that's find awesome. that. I was like, ah, oh, that's fine. Like, um, let me let me look up like Shadows of the Empire. Like, I want to see like a, a playthrough of that. And he just does like breakdowns, like summarizing what it's like to go through these games, like in, in a modern setting. And he's like a really nice enough guy, you know, but like, God, his voice is just like audio NyQuil. Like, I just want to fall asleep every time he starts talking about like, he came across like the peep show level in Duke Nukem. And he's just like, yeah, this is like the smallest movie theater I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand why you want to just sit by yourself (laughs) and watch a movie. And like, I, I genuinely can't tell if he was like trolling or if he just like did not know what like a peep show was. You know, and it was just, oh, my God, it was it was a little unnerving. That's but like I'm watching I had to pause. I was watching a playthrough of him doing Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, which was like a blockbuster exclusive Indiana Jones game. And. uh Yeah, God, incredible stuff. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, man, I should do that for 3DS. I'm like, no, there's way too many games for 3DS. Don't George, don't yes. don't do one of these challenges. Every yeah. comic book game beat every comic book game. Then you're good. Yeah. Dude, 3DS is such a good system. And just talking about this stuff makes me want to go back and play some of those games. Um, You know, Dylan's Rolling Western, that's a good one. That's a good pick because I have those games and I've never played either of them. Mm -hmm. I've heard great things, but um, yeah, those those are some that I need to go back and play at some point. Just so many good games. So many good games on that system. The library was incredible. It's it's probably because I like watched too much Dragon Ball Z growing up, but like I really do think of my life so far as like different like sagas, right? Like I'm like, oh, it's like the main saga where like I grew up in Maine. And then I went to college in Vermont. I'm like, oh yeah, like the college saga. And then like I moved to LA and I'm like, oh, the West Coast saga. Doing all this stuff. And it's just like that's like I think about my life as like chapters like that. And it's just weird to me because like San Francisco, granted, I moved out of there two years ago. It still doesn't feel like two years, but like that feels like the most recent thing I did before before coming home. And when I moved there, like there were still 3DS games being sold like, at Target. You know, even when I left, there were still 3DS games being sold like in 2020. And when I got to Maine two years ago, like there were 3DS games. Like I remember Elijah saying like he wanted like a Pokemon game. Like, oh, I saw that at Walmart the other day. Like I can grab that for you. And it's like they're clearly not there anymore. It's just like so bizarre to me that like that era of Nintendo, which honestly felt like it would never end, right? Like they were there in 2020. And like the 3DS came out in 2011. Uh, I think that's right. I think it was 2011. Yeah. Yeah, And it's just like, oh, my God, it was 10 years. Like it was it was just around for almost a decade. It's just weird that it's like over, you know? 
Yeah, it was sad to me. And, you know, because you're right, like the, the games on the 3DS, something about them like hit different. I don't know. They they just felt just fun. I, I, I don't really know how to describe it. You You were talking about it earlier with like The Last of Us part two and all the kind of comparison there but i don't know i just i miss that era nintendo in a way like i don't miss the wii u certainly Mm -hmm. but i do miss the 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 way that 3ds was marketed and and the games we got well they were like designed to be portable and like i don't think the switch the switch is a great system you know like i don't play it nearly as much as i should but like there's some amazing games on switch like i know you love switch but like the games aren't designed to be console or portable like they're in like this weird nebulous space between the two right Right. where like some aspects of it feel like oh this would be perfect for a handheld and then other aspects be like oh i just wish i were in front of my tv right now whereas like they knew the audience for the 3ds would be like oh well you're playing a portable thing not on a screen by the way because i feel like we would be um it, it would it would be a shame for us to not mention this. At least me. I don't I don't know what your experience was, but Street Pass on 3DS was the coolest thing in the world to me. Like having a 3DS, going out, being around in the city or whatever, and just having it on, closed in my pocket, getting back home and finding out that I passed 15 people with the 3DS, and just seeing where they were from, and like getting their different puzzle pieces and like items and games. Such a cool like social interactive feature that i wish somebody would bring back but i know it's never going to happen apparently i was the only nerd in college because like i never got any puzzle pieces it took like moving in like in la like it's just not like a a walking city you know like you have to drive through la and so i didn't get to enjoy uh street pass until i moved to san francisco and even then that was like switch came out 2017 so i had like a two-year window where like the 3ds was still like what people played stuff on for nintendo for portable and so i became obsessed with the puzzle pieces the only like infuriating thing was getting like a repeat puzzle piece like i wanted to like throw my 3ds like out my window (laughs) anytime i got a repeat like i got four repeats in a row once and i i wanted to like strangle yeah my console like it was like bart simpson like i wanted like cartoon i wanted to like make the eyes bulge out of my 3ds somehow (laughs) the coolest thing i'll I'll never forget and we could kind of wrap it up after this i'll never forget bringing my 3ds with me and this was probably still within the first year or two of the 3ds's launch i remember bringing it with me to the legend of zelda uh, symphony of the goddesses concert which was like this big thing that they were doing it was like a tour were um and it was nintendo uh funded where they would go around the country and and play zelda music in an orchestra and bringing my 3ds there i got like a hundred street passes 150 street passes and that was just the best the best best way to maximize my my street pass efficiency that's for sure (laughs) um i can't remember i think with Smash Brothers 3DS, I think six people could play that game. Like that that was like six fighters so. at once. Yeah. I went to E3 when that game was like coming out, like before before it came out, like after it had been announced. And there were these women that were walking around the show floor and they had like Chewbacca belts basically, you know, like the bandolier he has like around his shoulders. They had that around their waist and they kind of 
I think they looked like Splatoon people. I think like they had like the crazy like squid hair. I think that game had been announced by then. I can't remember like if I'm just confusing that with other stuff I saw. But these women would just walk around with like six 3DSs and they would just like look at a group of people like waiting in line for something. And they'd be like, do you want to play some Smash Brothers? And then they would just like hand out the 3DSs that were like wires and like locked to them. And it was like one of those like surreal things I'd ever seen. I was covering Vita at the time and there was no line. So I I never did it. But um, yeah, it turns out. I remember hearing about this. Yeah, it was an an insane thing to see. Yeah. (sighs) I think that's all we got uh, for looking back on the 3DS and the Wii U and talking about games we want to or should grab before it is too late. Thank you for walking me through your top five 3DS games. That was fun. I think we should probably do more top fives yes. in the near future. And I we agree. should do it for really random things. And I will talk yes. to you off air about what I mean. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can follow the show on Twitter. That's probably where we are most active, uh, giving updates or soliciting questions or comments about the show. And you can find us there at Frameskip Pod. You can find Austin on Twitter at Austin J. Eller. You can find Elijah, our host, who is usually here. Unfortunately, not with us tonight. We miss him, but we will talk to him soon. You can find him at Loco Lizard Man. That is also the channel on which he streams through Twitch. You can find Coach, like I said last time, probably in a gym somewhere, pushing, pushing iron real high, real fast, real hard. That's what he does. Old Coach Iron Man. Coach, I don't want to say his last name. He just goes by Coach. Uh, Seth, who's here on a bi-weekly schedule. Uh, you can find him at Seth the 90s Kid. Please don't follow him, though, but um, interact with him. He likes talking about Star Wars. Um, you can find me uh, at Shortbox Summary. That is the comic book podcast. I do an addition to Frameskip. And this week, fun stuff, talking about the Winter Soldier story. Um, and also talking about an indie book with my my guest, this guy named Robert. Um, Super nice guy. Uh, his, his graphic novel, Broken World. So look forward to that uh, same day that this is out. Austin, it's been real. It's been real talking about the 3DS. It's It's been real. This really happened. And we, yeah. I say in a quieter tone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will do our best to be in your ear holes again next week. See ya. Smooch.